Welcome to the Relationship Road Trip, navigating the twists and turns of all the important relationships in your life. I am Ben Azevedo, your backseat driver. I'm Dr. Don Fernando Azevedo, clinical psychologist, executive coach, and voiceover artist, your navigator. And I'm Kim Azevedo, licensed marriage and family therapist, your mechanic. Hey, listeners, keep driving. This trip ain't over yet. Today's quote is by Poonam Chadwa. Self-introspection, the best way of healing your inner soul. Last week, we wrapped up our arc about the LGBTQ community. This week, we decided to get a little introspective, hence Kim's quote of the day. So we're going to talk about whether we've seen any impacts in our own relationships or our mental health as a result of doing this podcast together. So first of all, how do we feel like it has affected our relationships with each other? Anybody want to start? Can we insert some crickets right there? I'll go first. What it has done for me over these past two years is give me a greater appreciation of the intelligence, insight, and insightfulness of both of you. No, that's just for Kim. What has it done for me? Ben, you have been insightful on several of these podcasts. But not intelligence. No, no intelligent. Did you want that particular word? It's a wisdom. It's a Did wisdom I disappoint save, you, not an intelligence save. No, you, you said, didn't you say intelligence? Yeah, he I said intelligence. You, yeah. Oh. And then you said, Ben, you've been very insightful. And I said, but, but not, not intelligent. intelligent. <laughs> I didn't mean to obviate any of the others. <laughs> I mean, I'm just razzing you. I knew you were going to say something cheesy like that. That's what the audience expects. So it's cheesy to have an appreciation for your kids because recognize as a parent, you're always a two-year-old who's, you know, needing a diaper change. Oh, yeah. I think I'm always a teenager who needs more cash. I think that's that's my role <laughs> in the family, apparently. <laughs> that certainly was when you were a teenager. It still uh, is now, it, let's be honest. <laughs> yes. Papa ATM. You know it. Yeah, but I mean, I'll dig at you some more, Papa. You said that it gave you an appreciation for our intelligence and insight. Do you really feel like you didn't have an appreciation for that already? Yes. And I can have an appreciation for the Mona Lisa, but the longer the time I have with it and look at it, the greater that appreciation grows and the more detail that I see. All right. All right. So now I'm a fine piece of art. Does it help if I erase my eyebrows? I'm smiling mysteriously. (laughs) My hair's not long anymore, though. I see that it makes you uncomfortable to be seen as positive attributes. Dude, it makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) You're uncomfortable? Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable all the time when people compliment me or talk kindly about me. Oh, I love being praised. (laughs) And here we have two different forms of mental health. I don't think it's wrong to like being praised. No, I think it's great. I think it speaks much better to the way that you experience and cope with the world than the way that I did. We've talked a lot in the past. Right. We've talked a lot in the past about what it was like for me to fight 
both invisible and visible demons when I was younger and through college. And we approach the world very differently then. That's true. I, you know, I have a fear of people actually seeing me because then that means I'm visible and then I can get hurt more easily. And, you know, a whole spiral of stuff that accumulated since high school. And so, yeah, I feel really awkward and uncomfortable, especially when my boss is like, oh, you're so insightful and intelligence. And I'm like, oh, my God, don't expect more from me. So how, I mean, that's kind of a start, but how has it changed your relationship with the two of us working on this podcast? I mean, mostly it's just nice to get to hang out and talk with you guys. Like Ben, you and I don't get to sit down and talk that often. Papa, you and I talk a lot. I mean, we share. (laughs) Maybe a little too much. I mean, sometimes I do feel a little overwhelmed with how much I talk to Papa And that's on me calling him, not him calling me. Because I'm usually like, help, there's a crisis in my life. But, you know, Ben and I don't get to sit down as often. So it's nice to be able to sit down and listen to him and, you know, have him ask us questions. It's also been unique for me in being able to educate or provide education to you, Ben, and our listeners around stuff that maybe you didn't know before. Because, you know, I'm the younger sibling, so... I don't usually teach my brother stuff, but you got to teach him stuff. And that's kind of fun. How about for you, Ben? I think that it's definitely more impactful, no offense, Papa, on my relationship with Kim than with you. It is yeah, extremely nice. Yeah, he found out nice. I was bi. <laughs> I got, yeah, you, Kim came out to me on this podcast. <laughs> it is lovely to get to spend time with both of you. And I love you know, talking with both of you. And so in that sense, you know, it's very nice to talk to you, Papa. But it's very cool for me to see, not that I ever, I have no doubts of Kim's intelligence or ability, even though this will make her very uncomfortable. I assume that she is a fantastic therapist, but it's very cool to see her, you know, kind of at work to hear her expertise come out on the show. And especially in some of the episodes where we've, it hasn't happened as much recently, because I think we've been doing a little bit more teaching in the past couple arcs. But in some of the episodes where we disagreed on things and Kim or I would counter something that you said, Papa, or or vice versa, and Kim defending her own opinions and, and being an expert on stuff. It's very cool for me to see that, you know, it's, I think that's rare for siblings. Like you don't often see each other in any sort of professional context. Maybe you talk about work at family gatherings or something. I don't know. I'm just imagining what other siblings are like now, I guess. But it is cool to experience Kim's expertise. And Papa, I mean, I don't know. I, we have a deep relationship. I think that in as much as this podcast relates to my freelance work, it has been a growth area for us, but that's sort of outside of the actual show, if that makes sense. It's nice to to set aside a time consistently to work on a project together. And even if we decide to stop doing this podcast at some point, it would be, I think, worth discussing whether we want to continue to set aside a similar time to do something together in this way. And I don't know that we can, but... I think it's at least worth talking about. So listeners, if you don't want us to quit, then we need some questions from you. Or some money. 
Or some money. Or both. We'll talk forever if you just give us money. Okay, so that's interesting, Ben. Number one, I do think actually the stuff that you've learned about the recording end and the production end and, and all of that stuff, that has had an effect because I didn't know any of those things or how they operated in the world. So I've learned new things from you about, oh, all kinds of things, social media and... Oh, no. Yeah. So it, Technology you know, in general. Right. You knew how to record. I don't, I think you're selling yourself short. You got voiceover artist right there in your little bio. <laughs> so that's uh, true. I know how to record. I do out. know how to record and I know how to use a microphone and I know how to create tone and all the rest of this kind of stuff. What I didn't know is the production parts. You, you have done all of the post-production or post-recording stuff for me on like 95% of the work that I've done. In any case, I have learned things from that. I also have learned things from you approaching these topics from uh, a non-academic position. So mm. Kim and I have got an academic bias to most of these mental health issues that we've talked about and certainly the relationship stuff. And it's kind of nice to hear a perspective or a question from someone who doesn't have that background. Well, and even grounding, because we get lost in like the academic language and you pulling it back down and being like, wait, so what does that mean on a day-to-day basis? Because it's like, oh, right, we're theoretical land over here. Too smart. It's what? You're too smart. (laughs) Yeah, I come down my level, play in the mud. There's a difference between smart and book learning. A lot (sighs) of people can be book learned, but not particularly smart. (laughs) No, listen, I, I know I goof a lot. I know I'm smart. I'm not trying to say I'm not smart. There's a lot of kinds of intelligence is what you're saying. And I agree with that. Have we talked about the types of intelligence on the show? Because, hey, that could be the next arc. Well, somebody better be taking notes. (laughs) So, yeah, we could talk about I don't think we have talked about that formally. Types of intelligence? Yeah. Hmm. The other thing that has affected me, by the way, with the two of you, is the major part of my life has been dedicated to understanding relationships and enhancing them, whether it's healing them from wounds or helping people go from where they are to a place they want to be. And that's been my life work. And sharing that with you all has also been a delight. That's fair. Now, what about other relationships? And I want to start us off with one here. There's a notable exclusion to this podcast, and that being Janice Azevedo, (laughs) mother and wife. How has it affected your relationship with Janice? (laughs) Uh, do recognize that Janice was on one of our episodes. She's on two. That's true. She was, she's been a guest. Right. She's, she's been, been a, guest. a guest. And she does the outro for all of them. That's true. And didn't so, she choose not to be on this? She did absolutely choose not to be on this. Okay. And public speaking is not her favorite thing in the world. And this this is too much like public speaking. Yeah, that's fair. You know, and I had that trouble when we first started of being really, really anxious every time we sat down to record. Because I was like, I'm going to say something stupid. Even though I know my very awesome brother goes and edits out all of the times that I go, like, today's quote is... Wait, uh, we didn't hear that because he edited that out. Okay. <laughs> now I have to leave that in. Gosh, Kim. Sorry. <laughs> Think of the post-production. Okay, so, I mean, you don't feel like... Sometimes Mama hops on at the end when we're done recording so we can all have a family chat. And I always feel a little guilty that she's not on the show. But on the flip side, I guess Sarah has considered joining the show as a guest. I don't think it's quite become 
enough of a pull to get her in here. She does. She she has some different opinions about some things than us. I would hope so. Which I always find interesting. She does not regularly listen to the show, which I can't really blame her because she listens to me talk plenty. This is the ones she has listened to, she said she <laughs> she struggles with them because she enjoys them, but she wants to argue with us about it. <laughs> so, so it's like frustrating to listen to. And I'm kind of like, well, get on the show then, I guess. I would um, actually that would be great to have her as a foil. I mean, she should take my place. No, no, no. Yeah, she's much, much smarter I, than me. I would like um, addition. She's actually it would be multiplication. Yeah, that's true. I feel like uh exponential. Mm-hmm. I'm um, I'm not good at math, so can we just stick to addition, please? Thank you. It's the one where it does lots more very quickly. <laughs> What about other relationships? Any other, Kim, you got any relationships this has impacted? Have you been leveraging your relationship road trip skills? Not really any more or less than I usually do. I mean, a lot of this is because I practice what I preach. I do all of the things that we talk about on here because I very much believe in if you don't do it yourself, how are you going to convince someone else to do it? Now, obviously, I'm not married. I don't have a significant relationship, but I use the communication skills. I use the conflict management, the introspection, the self-care. I've been really bad about self-care this week. I use those things because they're important to me. So I don't know that it's really impacted or changed the relationships that I have with other people. It might have helped me realize a couple of toxic relationships in my life, but I'm not. Things are pretty much the same. Spooky's butt is still toxic, so <laughs> stuck I with hate that. that. Yeah. yeah, me too. What new things have you learned about yourself or your family while doing this podcast? How is that? That's a little bit different. Learned about myself or my family. Well, Ben learned that I was bi or I am <laughs> bi. <laughs> and that was that was just the last session. <laughs> <laughs> so many jokes. I can't believe uh, that I never actually came out to you. That's why I talked to you about this because I was upset about it, but it was a little while ago. You were kind of like, oh, sorry. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I can go back and fix that, but. Well, I, I also think that I you didn't that anticipate a, a huge pushback. So it wasn't a big formal thing. Right. You know. To anybody. It right. was just kind of like, hey guys, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye. In some way. It was a bit a bit of a non-event, I yeah. guess. And I never felt anxious about it. And I mean, I recognized the limits of who I needed to talk to. Like, I was not going to talk to Oma about that. Things I've learned about myself. I mean, I do think the podcast lends itself to all of us being more introspective. I mean, I'm pretty introspective to begin with. I like to do a lot of navel-gazing. You know, we talk about stuff on the show and it's like on my mind during the rest of the week. So I think it probably lends itself to thinking about relationships and that kind of stuff. You also Um, have to listen to it more than we do because you have to go do post-production. That's true. I do listen to it again. Trying to think back through this whole season. I feel like there have been moments where I've kind of gone, huh, that's okay. That's interesting. I want to go think about that. But I can't think of a specific example, unfortunately. My family well, just, is fairly simple. I mean, it's really just me and Sarah. I'm not going to count Toast in this. <laughs> Sorry, Toast. Although that's one of my favorite examples about uh, behavior change is that humans are a lot like dogs. 
<laughs> the way you train a dog is the same way you train a person. I had toast at the office last week and one of the freelancers that we work with frequently came in to pick up a check and she and I have a good relationship and I told her all about toast. She likes dogs and she got to meet toast. And then she said, Oh, toast is so well-trained. And I was like, she's really not, she's very much not well-trained. She is reasonably well-behaved and she will listen to me if our interests align. At that particular moment, Toast was standing in the lobby, staring at me <laughs> with the most intense, I will kill you eyes that she can muster because it was time to go for a walk. And she was just like vibing psychic energy at me. Like we will walk now. Though that dog walks so dang slowly now. Yeah. She's she not just... even old. She's just slow. What have y'all learned about yourselves? from this show experts more crickets kim i feel okay i'm gonna give it for you right oh, shit. when we started doing this you even mentioned earlier that you were very nervous about it you would often stumble up and choke up on your words and you'd get confused and not be able to like <laughs> you barely get through the episode and that's changed a ton you've gotten yes. way better and you provide lots of information and opinions and you challenge papa on stuff you chime in with your thoughts you're way more comfortable with it so i mean that's i don't know if that's learning about yourself but it's like a good growth area i think the arcs have really helped me because i feel like it's easier to conceptualize all right these five episodes are going to be about this and then i feel less pressed to try and get so much information across in a single episode. You know, mm. when we're talking about parenting teens and I'm like, there's too much that I can fit in like one episode. And the arcs have given us a little bit of a deeper dive without getting like off topic or lost on stuff. I don't know. I like this model. I like That's it more fair. than what we were doing the first season. Oh, you mean pure chaos? Yeah. It's not Surprisingly. <laughs> I actually see that same growth, Ben, with, with Kim. So in, in our first season, I think you wrote maybe one episode. And in this season, you've written several more and you've taken a lead position on lots of topics that you're passionate about. Well, and I also, this season, I think we shifted more away from strictly relationships and I kind of pushed for the more abstract relationships. So our relationship with mental health in general, when we talked mm -hmm. about like people of color and mental health and the different types of diagnoses. And then the arc that we just finished about queer people, you know, those things aren't directly relationships like we started with in season one. They're more that's abstract true. concepts. And that's the stuff that gets me hype is talking about the stuff that's not working in society and the changes we need to be making because I'm an advocate for change and I'm fed up with where we're at as far as access to mental health and insurance coverage and the way we treat each other. So I've gotten a lot more passionate and open about that, and especially more as I've like researched graduate schools and like wanting to go back for a PhD specifically in social and community psychology because I want to find a way to be more in that because I feel disingenuous with the practice that I have right now. It has to do with, I like serving underprivileged individuals. I like being able to provide therapy for that. 
and they can't always afford it. Or if they can, they can't afford it long enough to sustain it. And then I also can't afford to have a sliding scale for everybody. (laughs) It's hard for me to find that balance. And I think not necessarily through this podcast, but I've been pushing myself to better accept that that's something I'm passionate about. And I've been more okay with being who I am. Moving out on my own made me really, really strong. <laughs> yeah, that's wonderful. I, I have noticed a big change in myself since moving out on my own. Papa, you learn anything about yourself? So in the chaotic first season... <laughs> I'm sorry that I dissed your first season. <laughs> no, You had okay. a plan. It was a good plan. <laughs> it was my plan. And it actually reinforced my fascination and dedication to healing relationships and connecting people and help me understand that that has actually been a theme in my life since apparently middle school. So I I was seeing, and the only reason I know this, by the way, is because we're getting ready to move and I've looked through old yearbooks thinking about getting rid of them and read some of the things that people wrote. And one of the things that I tended to do was to connect people who were disconnected, help them find a group to be in rather than being alone. So relationships apparently have always been very important to me. And this podcast has actually just cemented that for me. Yeah. Cool. What would you <laughs> like to do differently in the future? Who, who are we asking this of? Ourselves? Oh, what would you like to do differently with future episodes? This is a question for us, right? So Kim has said that the ARC method has worked better for her. Oh, so I threatened to dismantle the ARC method last time. So maybe we I shouldn't know. do that. It made me sad. What are we going to do with this weirdo episode then? We can't talk about ourselves for five episodes. No, this is a transition episode. And it's actually an episode where I I would like to invite the folks who are listening. We could use your guidance about what you're interested in. Kim and I have expertise in mental health and it's pretty broad. And you know that I'm passionate about relationships. Kim is passionate about particularly underrepresented communities. So those are things we'd love to know what you're interested in. Listeners help us create the next couple of arcs. We have a Facebook page, join us there and and throw out some ideas for us. Email um, us questions at afpsych.com. I, I would also like to share with our listeners a, a new endeavor that I'm engaged in. So I was invited by Harvard University and Lifespan Research Foundation to be one of the facilitators for a new program based on Harvard's longest study of human beings ever done. And it's, it's called Roadmaps for Life Transitions. And the program, I'm, I'm starting one, it's all online. You can sign up. It's actually at a discounted rate right now, only $500 for the five hour and a half sessions that this happens. The session I'm doing starts September 30th, but there are multiple other sessions with other facilitators. It's really cool because what they have learned in 80 years of research correlates with a lot of the topics and a lot of the ideas that I have shared with patients throughout my career. And it's evolved throughout my career. And it was kind of cool to see my conclusions reinforced by their work. This is really a way of looking at People who are looking back on their life and what went well, how did they make decisions, what were positive impacts that led them to a life that they really wanted, and also learning from folks who are at the end of their life looking back saying, this was not so great, and all of the measures in between, because this cohort of people has been studied every year, some of them almost 80 years. So it's a fascinating program, and it's about your relationship to yourself. How do you make decisions that enhance or detract from your life. 
The link for that is in our show notes. Again, it's called Roadmaps for Life Transitions, if you search for that, or Lifespan Research Foundation, if you search for that. Anything else we want to talk about? I love you guys. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> Today, we talked about ourselves and our relationships with each other. It's been a weird and bumpy and wonderful ride. And we're still looking to figure out what to do next and how to keep going and the wonderful future of chaos that we get to experience as a family. That's true. I know we're enjoying the drive. I'm having a great time. This was a great summary by all of us. <laughs> I'm going to leave your summary. I like your summary. Thanks. I don't have to do it every time. All right. So are we done? I think so. I guess. It's a weird little episode. It is. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Road Trip. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we want to know what you think. So write to us at questions at afpsych.com. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or subscribing with your favorite podcast app. You can find more episodes of the show at relationshiproadtrip.com or wherever you download podcasts. The Relationship Road Trip comes out every Wednesday at 7 a.m. So don't forget to tune in next week. The Relationship Road Trip is brought to you by Azevedo Family Psychology, where they are dedicated to helping you create a life worth celebrating. You can learn more about their services at azevedofamilypsychology.com. This podcast is produced by Bear Cave Audio. Bear Cave Audio provides a range of audio services from original composition to podcast recording and editing. To learn more, go to bearcaveaudio.com or email ben at bearcaveaudio.com. Until we meet again, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back and may the sun shine warm upon your face. Bye.